AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the PSG Podcast. It is your girl, Ebene, and I have another yet exciting episode for you guys. <laughs> uh, before we, we begin, let's do a little housekeeping. Um, please make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at The Professional Homegirl, um, at The PSG Podcast, and at Ebene Beauty. Um, make sure you visit my websites at www.theprofessionalhomegirl.com. And also ebonebeauty.com. And for those of you who don't know how to spell my name, it's E-D-O-N-E. And last but not least, make sure you rate and review the PSE podcast on all major streaming podcast platforms. So this episode is sponsored by Ebony Beauty. So please use the code PSG10 to receive some money off your meek lashes. They're really good. They're doing really well. And also keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous. So let's begin. So this week, I thought it would be a very interesting topic. I think this is something that we all have a, it's like a little stigma behind it, because a lot of people mm. don't really know what to expect from this experience. And I actually received my very own tarot card reading from my guest this week, but we're going yeah. to get into that later. <laughs> So how did your how did your journey begin as a tarot card reader? Um, well, actually, I just want to specify. That's are... good. Yeah, because I was going <laughs> to ask you that too. Yeah. So I I actually primarily work with oracle cards, okay. which are a little bit different. So tarot cards came around first, and they, those are based on the same major and minor arcana, which are basically just like archetypes of the human experience. So you have like the sun card, the moon card, the, the fool, um, and every single tarot deck might have different illustrations and a different theme, but they're all basically giving you the same guidance. It's all based on the same, like I said, major and minor arcana. Mm -hmm. um, Oracle cards, I like them a little bit more. That's what I do my work with because each deck is totally different. Um, it's less structured. So if you're somebody who is very intuitively based, which I believe that my work is, mm -hmm. um, it kind of gives you more freedom to like explore and get 
from my experiences and with what I do gets me more guidance for the client. What do you mean by intuitive base? So with the major and minor arcana, it's, it's pretty clear about what the message is and what the guidance is. Intuitive based is basically just what comes to you. What do you feel the cards are trying to say? For myself personally, and there's lots of tarot readers who might say the opposite, for myself personally, um, the tarot cards, I don't, my intuition is not as strong. Um, not as much comes through. But when I use the Oracle cards, I can get more information for the client than just what is presented within the cards. You know um, why I like you? Because I feel like you're honest. Because a lot of people wouldn't say that. <laughs> like, you know where your strengths are. And you're not trying mm. to like Cleo people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So and you know, the thing about tarot is like a lot of people do not understand what the cards are. And for me, and again, I know a lot of amazing tarot card readers, so this isn't, you know, the norm for everyone. But for me, I like that with the Oracle cards, the message is pretty much right there on the card. So the client can also use their intuition to see what comes through to them. But if you're not a tarot card and you see a tarot card reader and I pull the six of of swords you don't really have a clue what that means unless i tell you right. so with the oracle cards the message is pretty much right there on on the cards and it allows for uh for the client to also see what comes up naturally for them okay so tell us about your journey how did you yeah oh yeah <laughs> did you the question right it's so funny because the fact that you mentioned that my next question is going to be something about the most there's like different types of decks but i want to yes let's start about your journey <laughs> My journey. So it's really interesting. Um, I, and I didn't know this really growing up, but there is another psychic in my family who does uh, extremely intense spiritual work. It's called quantum hypnotherapy. Oh, wow. Also known as past life regression therapy. And she has a whole practice, but she doesn't tell most people in our family about it. Why um, so uh, it, you know, if, if you don't understand what this world is like, then what she does just seems just crazy, right. I guess. And like you said, there's a lot of stigma. Um, and her thing is, if somebody's interested in her service, they have to be brought to her. Like, they will seek her out. She doesn't advertise. She doesn't go out. Um, because it's such a deep experience and because your, your, uh, your subconscious needs to be somewhat ready to be open, um, it's better if the, if the people go to her. So one day I, I was in college and I had just gone through like a breakup mm -hmm. and I don't know what it was. She, so the aunt that I'm referring to is my grandfather's sister. So she's much older than me. You oh, know, I wow. didn't have, she got yeah. mad years of knowledge. Yes, right. yes, exactly. <laughs> and I didn't even have her phone number, nothing. I reached out to my, my family. I was like, I need her number. I need her number. I called her and she was like, I knew you'd be calling. You're ready now. And I, mm. all, all I knew was that I had this urge. I needed to call her. I needed to call her. So I called her. Um, she set me up with one of her sessions. So I had a past life regression therapy session. And then, you know, that was a couple years ago, kind of really jump-started my spiritual path. But then it wasn't until last year, um, last winter, I got a book. I believe it was called uh, The Light Worker or Light Workers by Kyle Gray. It's definitely by Kyle Gray. And he actually has a deck. And he, um, one of the chapters is about how everyone should have an Oracle deck. And so I went and I got a deck 
And I did like a reading for myself and I was so blown away with like how spot on the cards were. And so then, you know, I just kept pulling a card every day and then my friends would see me doing it and they're like, oh, hey, well, will you pull a card for me? And I would do it for them. And then I started to do full readings for other people. And that's when my friends were like, wait you're you are really good at this oh wow um you're you know more than like how did you know that and I couldn't really explain it it just kind of it was just very like I said intuitively based there were just things that came to me that uh I could relate to the client so is there levels to this like and the reason I'm asking because I know you do one thing and you undo another but can you study to get to like the level uh where your arm is at yeah, 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 yeah. So that would that I mean, that's just uh, a matter of a specific type of training. You have to get a specific type of training. Well, who that. trained you? Who trained me? I haven't. So for the Oracle cards, I have not had any training. But okay. for the the quantum hypnotherapy, because it is like you are unlocking your unconscious, you are going into your past lives. You need to. You don't want to yeah. mess around with people's unconscious unless you are trained. And um, I forget who trained her, but I know she went to some like retreat and I believe like wow. somewhere we like not around here like Arkansas or Arizona or something it's a something with a is coming to me um, Alabama? And she, no. not Alabama not Alabama, not Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see them doing it in Alabama nope. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah she got that training so um I would love to at some point have a training in that as well but just right now focusing on my own business is right. kind of a full-time uh, commitment Okay, so you kind of already touched on this because I was going to ask you. I noticed that there are multiple decks that you can use when yes. you're doing so a reading. Many. So many. But how yeah. do you know which, I guess it's a preference of the person who's doing the reading? Um, I, yeah, I mean, it really depends because like I said, with the Oracle decks, what's cool is, for example, I have one deck that's all about love. I have one deck that's all about crystals. I have one deck that's all about like unlocking your inner feminine energy. So it really, it's not so much dependent on what I as the reader want as much as it's dependent on what kind of guidance is the client looking for. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cause I know that. So I think what it was like last week or something, I had my own reading with you and you was the first person that ever gave me a reading. And it was really good. We did it in the morning time. And at first, I was a little nervous because, you know, where I'm from the South, and then I, and yes. I'm also a Baptist. So right. a lot of people, if you're in a Christian community or any religious faith, they like to say that it's like, you know, witchcraft or voodoo mm-hmm. or you shouldn't be meddling and all that other stuff. Why do you think that there's always a negative connotation with that? Ooh, thank you so much for asking this question. So <laughs> first and foremost, People will say like, oh, it's witchcraft. And I want to I wanna present the argument of, well, maybe it is, but why is witchcraft bad? Like, right. why is that this negative, dirty word, right? So uh, I've done a lot of research on this. Mm. And how what, one of the things that is not very mainstream, not very well known, is when like the witch trials, when all of that started, it was at the same time that the medical field was really being introduced. And what happened was it was only men who were allowed to be doctors. And they were like wait there's these women who are healing people with plants with rocks with all these natural things nobody is gonna pay to come to a doctor so that was the start of the witch well that's kind of like what we got going on now with the holistic stuff right yeah yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. now i will say there are some holistic like 
areas that are really, you know, rooted in capitalism and are just selling you things. Right. So when it comes to holistic healing, you want to make sure that you really do your research on who you're going to and what you're doing. Because unfortunately, you know, pro like doing things for a profit has penetrated every area of our society. Right. Um, so that's just, you know, a caution. But yeah, so I, I think that when we hear witchcraft, we think of these like demonic I don't even know because I, I, it's been so long since I've had that negative connotation, but I think it goes back to the history of it. And the fact that for so long, I also identify as a feminist for so long, a powerful woman has been seen as a threat. So well, that's right now. Yeah. Of <laughs> right. Cause of if, you, if you consider yourself a boss, they consider you a bitch. So it's just yeah. like, yep. And, and I think like, more and more women are claiming the term of a witch. Like, I, I identify as a witch, but people are like, well, what does that even mean? I was going to answer that because I saw, when I was looking for someone to be yeah. the guest for this episode and I found you, I noticed that all the women that, um, that's doing the same thing that you're doing consider themselves a witch. So I'm like, so yeah. what does that mean? To me. Now, so I read a book. It's called Witch. Oh, I don't want to mess up the title, but I, it, it's something like Witch Untamed unapologetic but something and it's by lisa lister and that book changed my life and that was the book that taught me that i was a witch and for me and based on a lot of what this book is saying a witch is just a woman who understands her innate natural power that is all it is mm. some of us some of us we cast spells which is i mean think about it if you journal and you write about the things that you want it, and what how is that much different than a spell like people think it has to be some mm. crazy thing and it's really not i i read somewhere that that's where the term spelling came from wow. is you're writing you're writing it down and that is a very powerful tool for manifestation well yeah um, i was just about to say that yeah exactly so i i think that if anyone um if, if there's ever anyone that tells you that being a witch has to be a certain way. Like you have to celebrate the full moon. You have to have this or that. That is such an old school way of thinking. The new age witchcraft, the new age spiritualism is all about you do what works for you, what calls you. And it's not about, um, you know, there's much less covens now. There's a lot less people who are practicing on their own because they're realizing, you know, we don't need these strict rules for how to do certain things because we already have all the knowledge within us. So it's just right. a matter of tapping into our feminine wisdom that we've always had. But how would you, how would you tap into that wisdom that we already have? Oh, man, that's a... <laughs> I mean, I, you know, because I, yeah. I know you can really go deep into it, but, like... Yeah. Because um, I'm really intrigued by this, because I do believe that... Um, well, I shared this with you when we had our reading, but right. I really do believe that I'm able... It's all about manifestation. Um, Absolutely. Manifesting what you want. So I do believe that if you can see it and you keep saying it, it's going to happen because you're bringing it to what... You're bringing it to... Um, Absolutely. To what you're, you want. Yeah. So I would say so for me, and again, this is what works for me and it will be different for everyone, but a huge, huge thing is spending time in nature. Spending time yeah. in nature is huge and it's hard, right? Especially if you live in the city or any cities, that can be really difficult, but taking the time to reconnect with nature is huge. If you're unable to do that, stuff like meditating that's I mean that's one of the most powerful ways writing is extremely helpful I definitely want to get into meditating 
Meditating is hard. Meditating is. is really hard. And people think that it's uh that if you start to meditate and you have all these thoughts that that means like you're bad at meditating, which is absolutely not true. There's no such thing. But that's actually part of the process because there's so many layers to get to the quiet that you want to achieve when you're meditating. You have to get through that I, let's call it like junk mail that comes up at first to get to that silence. So if you are interested in meditating, um, don't be like dissuaded or discouraged right. if uh, if at first you have so many thoughts. So have you ever done a reading and you didn't want to tell the person what you saw? Because <laughs> how does that go? That is a great, that is a really good question. So only- Listen, so girl, I'm getting my Oprah on, baby. I know, you really are, but I love it, I love it. Thank you. Um, two situations come to mind. When I first started, now this is before I was doing it as a job. Right. So I didn't really, like this was just, the, I, I didn't have a lot of experience and I also like wasn't, didn't have the same like self-assurance that I did now. And there was a card that basically, it, this person was planning on getting married and it, was not a good idea. Oh um, wow! And I, I, I delivered that, but in a not super direct way. Um, whereas now, if I had a client, I would, I have no, sh- I'll be like, listen, this is a, this is not going to go well. So you can decide to continue on with that relationship or not. I, now I have no, there's no reason for me not to give everything that comes through to me. Right. Uh, but that was at first, and um, I was like getting you just learning how to navigate delivering that type of information. I am currently dealing with a, a very bizarre situation. Um, What's the thesis? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this is someone that is a friend that, you know, not a client, but we're, we were hanging out in a, and of course the cards came out. And Ooh. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't like where so, it's going. The cards came out and the basically it's letting them know they're in a current relationship uh the current relationship that they're in is 100% not going to work out but they're about to find someone and get married and have this beautiful life very soon and the problem is I know who who the person is but how do you know who the person is ah it just came to you it came um well, this is anonymous, so I guess I, mean, I, can, it's anonymous. I can say... Uh, I won't well, tell nobody who you are. The, the crazy thing is, is it's me, and oh, I can't wow. tell them. I can't tell them, and it's it was, like, so shocking for me to find out as well. So now I'm in a really weird position where I cannot share um, that information with them because, one, it... It involves me, which is which is very and bizarre. they may be thinking that you're trying to sabotage what they got going exactly. on. Exactly, exactly. So I have to, and it was it was crazy the way that their spirit team was like, "Here, we're giving you this information for you to to keep in the back of your mind as you guide this person, but you absolutely cannot share this with them." So wait, so I know, I know you're not gonna give up how you do things, mm-hmm. and I won't give it up because I really want people to support you and. She is available through FaceTime. She's available yes. through um, telephone. If you live in the New York area, you do one-on-ones in person, right? Yeah. Well, now that it's warm out, I do a lot of them okay. um, outside. And also, I have an option where um, no matter where you are, I can, if you don't want to do FaceTime or, like, connect in that way, I can uh, video record a reading and text it to you. So you, all you have to do, literally the only thing you do is tell me you want a reading, send the payment, and I do everything else. Okay. Options. So yeah. if you're interested, 
I, it was really good. I mean, my reading was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so please email me at hello at the professional homegirl.com. I would, well, y'all know I give my guests your information. They reach out to you. So, because I think this is like something that's really um, interesting, but good and insightful. Yeah. So I know that how the process goes because we did it. Right. So when you do the process, they're I'm trying to find the right terminology so yeah. my, my spiritual counselors will come to you and give you information about me um so I so there's there's a whole bunch of different ways that people like for me I don't hear voices I don't like that's not how information comes to me again it's just intuitive and what so I what I do is as you remember I will call in your spirit team so your guardian angels your spirit guides and I basically let them know like listen if there's any messages that don't come through in the cards you can allow them to come through me so one of the struggles for me as I was kind of learning how to do this was it a lot of it is based on confidence and there's a there's um a medium who has been doing this much longer than me that works with me like she's been mentoring me and whatnot and she has really helped me with this and it's a matter of once I get into that meditative zone, once I mm. channel your guides, I have to trust that whatever comes out of my mouth is being directed by a higher power. So for a while, I would get feelings and want to say things that I didn't know where that information was coming from. So I wouldn't say it. But now because I honestly, I do not remember the readings when I have a client. I don't remember them because it's not it's my higher self that's talking. It's wow. not like I'm coming up with these things because I'm asking um, you this because if you did the reading with your friend mm -hmm. and you are included, it's kind of like, whoa, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. This was not right. This was very um, unexpected. Well, the, well, the thing was, I had actually this information had been uh, revealed to me at an earlier point in time. Mm. But I had no idea that that was what the cards were going to lay out. Like, we didn't make it specific to a love reading. It just happened to present itself that wow. way. Um, and to the point where one of the cards that I pulled for them was wife. And it's like, okay, if you couldn't figure it out from that, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what else I could do <laughs> to show you. Um, but this is a situation that has to just Do you love this person? Do I, 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 no. <laughs> Not yet. I, I, I have just... Um, <laughs> Girl, put <laughs> I guess that's a no. Damn. I mean, it, for the amount of time that I have known them, which is very short, which is why all of this was so crazy. I met this person one time. And then when I was on a retreat, a spiritual retreat um, out of the country, this information came to me. And I was like, what? Are you serious? Like, okay. Wow. And then when they, when they pulled those cards, I was like, holy, like, um, all right. Listen, one thing I know for sure, the, the universe and God and uh, the yeah. higher being has a way of getting your attention, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm open to the idea of this person and I'm also, you know, not overthinking because that is the way we, can, we, we destroy all good things. It's like mm. overthinking. So we'll see, but maybe one day I will show them this podcast and be like, hey, I knew it before you did. Okay. <laughs> Why do you feel like people don't have to pay for your services? Why? What was that? Why do they not have to pay? Why do you feel like people feel like they shouldn't have to pay? Because I feel like a lot of people feel like if this is a gift, why am I paying you for this? Mm, well, that's a that's a really valid point because honestly, I struggled with this at first too. Like I, it wasn't until December that I quit my my job to do this full time. Oh wow! Um, because. 
we think of like money as like the root of all evil, right? And then spiritual, like spiritualism is supposed to be this love and light. And then there's this like dissonance between the two. But I read, oh, I, I'm constantly reading, but I read this that's book. Good. Let me see. It's, it's right education in front of me. on the podcast. So that's yeah. <laughs> this is, and listen, anyone struggling with finances or money, read this book. It's called You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero, okay? She has a um, series of books. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. She's okay. fabulous. And part of, well, what, what had happened to me at first is I was doing all these readings at an extremely low rate, just as a side thing. And I was getting physically sick all the time and I didn't know what was going on I was I was like vomiting after the readings I was like on there was one day that I just I like I did a bunch of readings and I could I was paralyzed I could not move and I had no idea what was going on and then through talking to my mentors my aunt um, this other medium and this book money is an energy exchange that is all it is is an energy exchange okay Mm. I am giving energy, so much energy these readings take from me. There has to be an equal energy exchange or else I end up depleted and I can't help anybody else. Mm. So that that mindset, understanding that money, like I felt bad about charging. I felt the same way. I have this gift. It shouldn't be for sale. But then I was getting you physically eat. sick. Exactly. Yeah. And to be able to quit my job to do this full time, I'm helping so many more people now and I feel good doing it. I don't go to sleep feeling like, you know, my energy has been sucked out of me. I give a lot of energy, but I'm also getting it back in an equal energy exchange manner. So um, that is why, you know, and especially with people like who are mediums, never try to pay your mediums less than they're asking for because you, well, a lot of people don't understand like when you do energy work, you will get sick if you're not having some sort of equal energy exchange. If you've never done this type of work, you can't understand the type of soul drain that you experience if you're not uh, being compensated properly. But have you ever been scared to do that? I mean, have there ever been a moment where an experience when you was given a reading that kind of like made you nervous because of the, the experience <sighs> with the, like the, the spirits and stuff? No. And like- no, there hasn't been an experience. I mean, have I ever in my life had experiences with spirits that were scary? Um, have I ever had experiences with dark energy? Absolutely, 100%. But not during a reading. And that is because if you ever get a reading from myself or anyone else, you need to make sure that the, whoever you're getting your reading from is using spiritual protection. Mm. Ask, ask them about it. Ask them, say, what are you doing to provide spiritual protection? Because if they are not doing anything, then that, that is when it gets dangerous. Okay. So I, that's why I you don't know who people be bringing into exactly. it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I bring in, um, I don't know if you remember, but I call in my own team, my own spirit yeah, guides first and their job during the reading is to keep us protected and then your job your spirit team's job or whoever the client's team their job is to direct their energy towards the cards and towards me to get you the messages so you got everyone working so Mm. i'm not so i don't i've never experienced anything um and plus all of my cards the cards that i choose to use even if it's like something that's like okay you need to get like your life together they're all positive so it'd be very difficult for like a negative entity to get into my cards, uh, at least from my perspective, because, you know, I, I'm very purposeful with the, with the decks that I use and they're all pretty positive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, girl, because you can't be having people around you and you no. don't know what energy and spirits they bring around. So that's a very no. good, a very good um, 
tip that you gave out. Yes. Always make sure there's somebody using spiritual protection. So I know you're very knowledgeable about crystals. And I've yeah. been wanting to get into crystals for like a very long time. But okay. I mean, I feel like when you get into stuff like that or just anything, you just want to do as much research and get somebody that's experienced in that yeah. area. So how do crystals work? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I broke it up. I came up with a little cute game. Okay. So, well, for one, how do you know if a crystal is working for you? Huh. Because I, I was told that if you go to a crystal shop and the crystal gets hot in your hand, that's the crystal for you. That, I mean, listen, it's all, whenever I have a client who, sometimes a client will pull the crystal card, which is saying, like, you need to get, uh, introduce crystals into your life. Whenever it comes to how you pick one out, um, I always say you go and you, whatever one you're the most drawn to, don't take the time to look up what it is. Don't look at the healing properties. Do all of that afterwards. Mm. Do all of that afterwards. Cause it's very overwhelming. And what happens is you will pick the one that you need. So for example, um, the other day I was with my mom and we were in the car and I was telling her how I had like such bad period cramps. And then we went to a crystal store and I was like, Oh, I've never seen this crystal before. I'm feeling really drawn to it. I get the crystal. We get in the car. I look up what it is. It's to help uh, with, with menstrual cramps. Oh wow. And uh, like female hormones. And I was like, What's that oh, crystal my called, God. Girl? <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I don't even remember. I'm looking at it right now. Well, listen, we're going to get back to y'all with that one because that's a good one. Yes, yes. And it really does work. So I will let you know for sure. So I'm going to name some things that I think my listeners will really be interested in when it comes to crystals. And then you'll name the stone that you think would be best fit for what I'm going to (laughs) name. It's going to be easy. I feel like you, because I went through your, I did some research on you. So I think you, it's pretty much what you talked about. But I think it's also something that, even I was interested in, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm glad she spoke about this because I definitely want to like get into this because okay. I feel like you need all the help you can get. In the, in the I, world I'll be in. honest. I usually keep everything in, um, like I have a crystal journal that I keep it all in because there's so many that it's hard to keep track of, but I will do my absolute best to recall okay. off the top of my head. So I have five, really simple. Okay. Abundance. Abundance. See, it's so complicated because it's like, it depends what's blocking you from your mm. abundance. So like, let's say it's anxiety that's blocking you from your abundance, right? Mm. Like then you would want tiger's eye. Let's say that, um, I mean, there's some stones that kind of enhance everything. So like you could get selenite that enhances everything. So, and that can be used for anything. So you can hold that and channel that specifically for abundance. Um, mm. I don't know if, if that makes sense to everyone about, like, how you program them and whatnot. Okay, but... so we can talk about that next then. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know. Okay, what about peace? Peace. For me, peace is very much – the, the thing that keeps me from peace is my anxiety. So, again, tiger's eye is a really good one. Um, if, if you're unhappy and that's what's keeping you from your peace um, – what is it? Some – starts with a C I'm thinking of it uh calcite calcite stones are really good for that also with any of these think of the colors of the stone so peace blue tranquility is blue so blue tiger's eye would be really good for that Mm -hmm. um what was the first one you asked about abundance Mm -hmm. Uh, abundance comes in a lot of different colors sometimes gold you could get like um, a pyrite cluster things like that okay what about fertility 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 that's the one i was just telling you about okay good, good, good. 
the period stone that I can't think of. So we'll come back to that one, y'all. I get, I get back. To yeah, you. to be continued. Okay, what about self love? Self love, rose, rose quartz, anything related to love, rose quartz, rose quartz, rose quartz. And if you want it to be directed extra strong towards yourself, that's just that's a matter of programming it to be more about self love. Um, but really, any any stone that has to do with love, and again, rose quartz is the one to go to. All love starts from self love. I was so. going to, and my last one was unconditional love. So, rose quartz, rose quartz, rose quartz. So, I noticed that a lot of people like, because you can pretty much like pair the crystals up together. Yeah. And I noticed that what you was doing, like, you, were you cleaning your crystals off when you put them in like a water or like a jar? Oh, no, I was making crystal water. So, can, do you drink that? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's a great way to introduce those properties directly into your body. Um, so it's best to do it during a full moon because that's when the lunar energy is strongest. So what you could do is like, let's say you're working on self-love um, or unconditional love. You could put rose quartz in a jar, in a bottle, whatever works for you and place it outside under the full moon. Um, it's best to at least do it for 24 hours. Let it charge take the crystals out and then you have that water um i have different stones that i use that like enhance my readings and like uh blue gold stone for example is a really good one um, when it comes to fortune telling mm -hmm. so i will make crystal water with that sometimes during the full moon if i know i have a lot of readings coming up and i save it and i just take a sip of it before each of um each of the readings yeah it, oh, it's wow. a great it's a great thing and if it's especially with you know the warmer weather coming out if uh, if you want to do it more frequently, you can leave it in the sunlight and then you don't really have to worry about what moon cycle or what moon phase we're in. I feel like this is like a, a this is really like a lifestyle. Yeah, it is. But don't be overwhelmed. Like, I feel like at first it seems like there's so much to it. But as far as crystals, it really just starts with going and getting that first one. And I've mm -hmm. never had a client that goes and gets a first one that doesn't then go get a second one and a third one. Like, right. It really, truly does. This is, this is how I think of it. It's like life, there's so many obstacles, right? Like we know that life isn't easy. We know that there's going to be obstacles. That's part of the game. But we have these like tools that are available to us to make it easier, to make it a little bit easier. And mm -hmm. for me, that's what crystals are. They're, they're these tools that we were given. It's like kind of like cheat codes. Like, oh, you want to manifest this here's a beautiful magic rock like how can it not be magic have you seen it like right and it comes well, that's out so of the funny. earth and like that's so funny you said it because my next question was what are some tools you would um, recommend to our listeners mm -hmm. who are in a spiritual warfare oh well first of all we're all in a spiritual yeah. warfare okay <laughs> at a crazy level so we all need to have crystals in our pockets put them in your bras ladies like whatever you gotta do we need that spiritual armor but um so sage or Palo Santo. These are cleansing tools. You know you, what? I never use sage. And a lot of people yeah. use sage. Yes. Yup. It's and it, okay, so okay, explain doing, what sage is, just in case those who yes. don't know what it is. Absolutely. It's an ancient practice. It's a plant uh, from native cultures, and you light the sage. And as you burn it, the smoke cleanses the energy. I like to, um, you know, just go on like YouTube or something and look up native sounds 
native um, ritual sounds or ceremony sounds because, you know, I'm not trying to culturally appropriate in any way. And I want to honor the ancestors and the heritage of this practice, which I think is really important. There's a lot of mainstream spiritualists who are doing all these practices and never acknowledging Mm. the origins. And I think that's, you know, we always want to be mindful of where our practices come from. So you, it's one of the most simple things. You just light it up um, and it will, it will burn. If, it, if you've never staged before, at first it's going to probably be a lot of smoke because there's a lot of energy to cleanse. There's a lot of different oh, ways wow. to do it. Uh, you can look it up different ways, but um, you always want to start from the bottom. Like if you're cleansing your own body, you always want to start from the bottom up. Because remember, we're always trying to raise our vibration. So always starting from the bottom up and uh, if you if there's somebody who's able to do it for you if you're not doing it for yourself put your arms out like a T and you have them outline your body the front of your body starting from the bottom working its way up and the back of your body Mm. so that's a good way to cleanse yourself but if you want to cleanse a room you want to make sure you start in a corner that you can um go all the way to the bottom to the top like there's no furniture in the way or anything to kind of start that raising of the vibration and then you can uh, continue to cleanse make sure you get the windows any entrances where energy can enter enter you want to get the doorways really well and the windows really well okay okay and what can you get sage from oh I get them at all of my like witchy shops in New York City. Like they're all over the place now. Any um, even like Whole Foods has oh, wow. sage and stuff now. Yeah, it's like all it, it's it's so much more common um, than it used to be. I uh, for any listeners who are in the New York City area, I recommend Namaste Bookstore in Union Square, Catland Bookstore uh, in Bushwick. Yeah, um, I want the good shipments. Yeah. Yeah, Enchantments in um, East Village. That's a really good witchy shop. Um, yeah, it, it's all over the place. I know a lot of like uh, supermarkets now. So not even just like big chains like Whole Foods. I've been walking, especially like, you know, in Brooklyn where everyone's a witch now or whatever. So <laughs> every, everyone everyone thinks there's a witch now in Brooklyn. Oh, man. So <laughs> You ain't never lie. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> You know, I mean, you know that there's a, it's like some, a lot of women are witches, but also some people are just like, just cause you have a, a candle. I don't really think you're a witch. Um, but that's, that's besides the point. But yeah, even like a lot of, basically all of the um, supermarkets that I used to shop at when I was living in Bushwick had them. So it's a lot more accessible than, than you would think. So we said sage, we have crystals. What else do you recommend? Anything else? Uh, sage, um, essential oils. Really? I have lavender. Yeah, that's a great one for like tranquility. People be trying. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely want to get some essential oils. Um, And this isn't necessarily related to the spiritual, but for me, it's connected like my mental health and like how my body feels. Uh, CBD is great. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, CBD is really great, like, especially for me, because sometimes after I do a bunch of readings, I like, even even with the equal energy exchange, if I haven't drank enough water, I can get a little bit dizzy, a little bit nauseous, and CBD has helped a lot. Um, And for me, it kind of helps with whatever I need it to in that moment. Like if I'm having difficulty concentrating to study CBD, if I can't fall asleep, CBD. So yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a little more pricey. 
but and it's the like other all tools, over New York City now, all over the place. It, it's such a. I'm so glad that it's becoming more, um, more mainstream. So yeah, definitely, definitely consider introducing CBD into your system. All right, and last but not least, what should my list or our listeners? What should our listeners look for when they're looking for someone to give them a reading? Like, what are the top things that they look about for? If they, yeah, so this is, I'm glad you asked this because I actually just was walking through the street and saw that there was like a $10 psychic special. I was like, oh, maybe all over New York, especially in the city. So I was like, let me see what's going on, right? Like, let me learn. Maybe I'll learn something about myself or like about the practice, whatever it is. I went in there and I'm not going to say where it was because I don't want to diss anyone, but she starts telling me information that's like super generic, right? Like that anyone could have came up with. And then it's telling me how I need to spend all this other money to get the help that I need, right? Like, oh, you, you, have, you have this. We could get this out with a $90 candle or something. What? If, if, if something like that takes place, like if it feels real gimmicky, real markety, real profit-based, that's not the one, okay? Like anyone who's worked with me, um, if there's more information that comes through to me, let's say you book a 30 minute reading, but we're 30 minutes in and there's a whole bunch of information that's flooding to me. I will never stop in a reading to say, yeah, cause oh, we definitely went over 30 minutes. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, it's like, it, I, the thing is for me, if I didn't give you that information, it would just stick with me and bother me and like take up my energy. So I always will give my clients as much as I can. And anyone who tries to make it, make you dependent upon them. So as you know, I send you the pictures of the cards. I always say to the, the client, like, what does this mean to you? And I don't sit and I say, you can tell me what it means to you or you, you don't have to, but Take a moment to process what this means to you before I say anything. Your, your spiritualist, your reader, your psychic should always encourage you to trust your own instincts. For me, my goal is like you work with me for a certain amount of time, but not forever. Like that you get to the point that you can trust your own instincts, that you don't need me. If somebody is setting you up to be dependent on them for the next however many years, that's not great. Do I have clients that keep coming to me? Yes. However, I pay attention to how frequently a client is coming. And if there's a client that's trying to come to me every few days, I say we have to take a break because it, and if I was doing this just for profit, I would be like, yeah, keep coming, keep coming. But how often should you get a reading? It really depends on your circumstances and where you're at spiritually already. So like right now I have a special going on that's only $25 at um, if you if you've gone through like a a trauma recently or some really big change because I have a special deck that's specifically towards healing and what I do is I just pull a, one card for them every single morning to help direct their um, healing for a week. Wait, so, so you like you charging people twenty five dollars and they get something every day? They get a card every Child, day you can't for get a week, that, y'all. <laughs> y'all better get this girl for her prices go up. I know. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. you're also really good. Like I like the, I like how you you. went about things, and I think that your energy was really good. Um, And and maybe because my reading was good, and I don't expect all readings to be good, but I just think the way you went into it says a lot. Thank you. Yeah, we start with like a little meditation, a little breathing exercise, because I know that people are nervous. 
Yeah, because I was nervous as hell. I was like, oh, this girl don't mess with my day. (laughs) Right? Right? Like, you have no idea what's going to come up, and that's scary. That's scary. So I make sure that everyone's nice and calm, and, like, you know, doing things like that, I think, pay attention to, to how... Even the energy. What is the energy that you get from this person? If we did a reading and I said to you right after, like, listen, I think that we need to book another one immediately. Like, that red flag, I'm just trying to get your money, right? Pay attention to things like that. Um, So Mm. make sure they're using spiritual protection. Make sure they're not trying to make you um, dependent on them. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. And I think those are the, I think those are like really the, the, the main things, because as long as they're not just trying to get your money and they're legit and they're using spiritual protection, then you're probably going to be fine. The cards are amazing. The cards do a lot of the works for us. Right. So. Well, I think this was a great episode. I think yeah. this was something fun, insightful. Um, once again, she's based in New York, but we have different options of you reaching out to her if you want to get a reading. Yes. Um, please email me at hello at the professional homegirl.com. She was really good. I mean, my reading was amazing. So <laughs> thank you so much. And until next time, everyone, later. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong, and asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.